Bobby and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. I love the look and comfort of my new Oakley glasses. The lenses are like nothing I've ever experienced with their prism lens technology. These lenses protect my sun-sensitive blue eyes, but somehow also make colors even more vibrant and details even more clear. And let me tell you, Oakleys, they are popular in my household as both my sons argue over who gets to borrow my glasses. They both play outdoor sports and they know Oakley is the best for training. Plus, I think they want to look a little bit like Lamar Jackson, who is also sponsored by Oakley. Now, my personal favorite pair is from the HSTN collection. I've literally been wearing mine every day since I got them. So let me tell you what you should do. Head on over to oakley.com right now and get yourself a pair of glasses that will change your look for the better. But don't just trust me. Try them for yourself. Go to oakley.com for more information today. So Lamar Jackson held his fifth annual Fun Day with LJ event down in South Florida with all the youth down there. And Bobby, let me tell you, it was a big hit. Oh, you bet it was. And it was well attended, too. Guys like Odo Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers were in attendance, which, as you can imagine, sent the kids into a total, total frenzy. Well, I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, July 10th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault presented by Oakley. All right, so better, worse, or the same? Sarah and I are going to run through all the Ravens' defensive positions and see how they stack up against last year's roster. And finally, we're going to touch on this. Marlon Humphrey was listed with a bunch of defensive linemen for some of the best who rank in this stat. So we'll talk about that coming up later. Oh, yeah. We have all that and more coming up. And as always, thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Let's dive into it. We're back from a nice R&R vacation partner. It was good to spend some time with family, get some travel in. Uh, but we're, we're really coming up on the start of training camp. And for the fifth consecutive season, pre-training camp, pre-off season, pre-all you know, everything that goes into uh, a football season, a training camp. Lamar held his annual event for the kids of South Florida down there uh, on the beach where he's from. And man, the kids just flocked to him, no pun intended. And uh, it's just so cool to see the way that he gives back to uh, really the kids where I know he sees himself in them, you know, and he's talked about it so many times before. He was one of the lucky ones to, to make it out. And the fact that he doesn't forget um, where he came from, I think, you know, it's 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 a cliche, but being that he is the highest paid player, at least at the time of this taping, in terms of average annual value in NFL history, uh, it's significant. These are always some of my best clips. We've gone video version this morning on, on the vault because there were too many clips that just we wouldn't do justice audio wise. We will try to explain it as we go through it, but. I think my favorite part, Bobby, is a lot of times when we put on events for these football players, they kind of just show up and then, you know, the marketing department or the PR department, can I tell them where to be and this and that? Lamar's not just like doing a quick, here, I'm going to show up and sit at this table and, and sign some autographs. Like he is engulfed. He is right there with all these kids, 
playing with them, just making their day, making their year, making their life. It's just going to be so much fun to go through some of these clips. Oh, yeah. Let's let's first begin with, again, Odell and Zay, two of his newest teammates at the wide receiver position, decided to make guest appearances. And, you know, these kids, I mean, think about it. Zay's from South Florida as well. So, like, not only do you have the, you know, the hometown or the South Florida kid uh, and, and his their visions of one day being a Lamar or a Zay or an Odell, but you got the star power that is OBJ from like a national sense tying in with, you know, really who've become local hometown heroes in a former MVP in Lamar. And then, of course, a kid who literally was just drafted a few months back in Zay. So here are those guys showing up to the camp and Lamar greeting them. I probably got to see it. I probably ain't seen it a long time. These kids are just getting smothered, you know, and again, for our for our audio only listeners, OBJ walks in, there's kids all over him and Lamar's right there. Zay's signing autographs. I mean, it's just this is the stuff that's like easy to do, but the fact that that they make the effort to do so uh, pre-training camp, it just it shouldn't go unnoticed, right? None of this is difficult or hard or not manageable or whatever, but it it, it is it goes a long way for these kids. My favorite, because my kids do this to me all the time. OBJ's getting ready to go <laughs> and do a photo, a group photo with the kids, and all of a sudden he realizes there's a little girl like hanging on his arm. And she's like trying to put it around her, you know? And I'm like, that's completely like, that's my youngest daughter. She's always grabbing my arm and like putting it around her, making sure that I'm hugging her and whatnot. And you know, the smiles and giggles on their face. Uh, it's it's super cute. Oh man, Dude, I'm telling you, like this is the best part about it is like, I don't know, I've, I've like followed different players on social media over the years, whether they're in the NFL or you know, Major League Baseball, NBA, and like a lot of a lot of guys do these types of things this time of year in, in football or, you know, NBA offseason or whatever. And there's a way to be actively involved in in what you do, right? Your name's all over it. Your your resources are all over these types of events. And there's there's another way to actually like entrench yourself in it. And it really seems like over the last five years, Lamar has entrenched himself in his camp. His name's not just sprinkled all, all over it. His, his resources aren't just going into it. He's putting his whole self forward. And you can tell in the videos that, no, this dude's visible. He's right there on the ground with them. He's not hanging out in a golf cart. He's not off to the side. Like he's in with these kids. And we're about to show a video that really kind of backs that up. Uh, and that's Lamar treating like literally a slew of kids, if not the entire camp, uh, to ice cream. No, come back tomorrow. I'm getting another hundred. I'm going to stay here all y'all want. I appreciate you, boss. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.
There's got to be at least 50 kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to have an ice cream truck that's, you know, free ice cream, you know, paid for by Lamar, you're definitely having kids. But, you know, he's pushing me. He's trying to get in here. And, you know, down in that South Florida heat, you know, there's some elbows being thrown down there. They got to get to that ice cream. Oh, for sure. So. I mean, he said he's going to give him another 100 tomorrow. I think that's what I heard Lamar tell the, the the ice cream truck driver. So just good, wholesome moments there from a guy who, you know, is, is a raven for life in a sense, right? He's under contract for, for five more years, and I expect a lot more fun day with LJ Days uh, to be had over his course, uh, you know, his time in Baltimore. Now, there was this one video, Sarah, that uh, going off script here a little bit, um, but I know you retweeted it. This is hilarious. This was like actually when we were actually on vacation. Yeah. And by the way, we hope everybody enjoyed some of our pre-recording content from um, July 4th week. We, th- we wanted to thank Nick Moore and Jeff Zarebeck for dropping by as featured guests. They were great. And we hope to do more of that in the future. Um, but Odell and Lamar were getting some work in together uh, on a random field. And did you see the fan that basically like interrupted their workout. <laughs> it's it's totally staged. You think so? Oh, for sure. Let's. Do you want to play it? Yeah, let's let's play it. Also, real quick before you do, did you get the one of him throwing a pass to that girl? Oh shoot! You retweeted that. I was supposed to. Well, How I about this? It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go yeah ahead. I'll grab it. Yeah, I'll grab yeah. it, and and we'll we'll listen to this apparently staged. I haven't even listened to this in full, so you could be spot on. I don't know if it's staged or not, but here's OBJ, Lamar, and a totally random fan on a field. No way, bro. OBJ and Lamar fucking Jackson. I'm shaking right now, bro. Bro, huge fan. Huge fan. Quick funny story. I'm originally from Baltimore. Like, I'm a huge freaking Baltimore fan, and I got both of you guys in my fantasy. So freaking kill it this year. So Lamar, um, quick question. Good throw, bro. You know a guy named Adam Garland? He said you guys used to be tight back in the day in Pompano and said you guys used to hang out and kick it. I don't know who that is. I'm trying to grind it real quick. My bad, bro. Sure. Hey, Ivy J, can I talk to you for a sec? Take a pick, bro. You guys are crushing it. Appreciate it. Hey, let me say it real quick, bro. So, like, I won four intramural championships in a row. Let me just show you. When you throw, you have to make the noise. Otherwise, it's just not going to translate well. So, from here, then you have the talent to back it up with the hint. All right, fam. You didn't do the hint. So like when I line up, OB, it's like I like to line up here. This is the whole area that matters. So from here, your first move has to be swift. Skate. You know what I'm saying? It's about skating. So a lot of receivers, they'll do like some, some of that, but we skate. Gotcha. Thanks. Four-time intramural champion. So we won the last four years reigning. I was all-time QB all four years at the U, bitch. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, that was Stace. That okay, was, plus that was, it's from Trap Comedian. That was painful. <laughs> so, that was absolutely painful. Cringeworthy, matter of fact. But here's no, your... Uh, when you know it's staged, it's funny. Like when he's like trying to... Like when he's telling Lamar, he's like, hey, you didn't say huh. You didn't say huh. Like, and then he's like trying to teach OBJ how to do routes. Like it's it's funny. It's funny when you know it's staged. Oh, goodness. Okay. I should have watched that in full before I said, hey, do you think it was real? Yeah, no, that's not real. 
But uh, but here's your favorite from from Lamar's Instagram. Here we go. Let's play this. That's awesome. That is awesome. That was my favorite. First of all, it brings out the tomboy in me. Like that, that was Bobby. That was me. What I mean, I didn't have an NFL quarterback, you know, let alone like one of the most iconic ones in the league uh, throwing to me. But I was always the secret weapon because I'd go out with my brothers with all the boys in the neighborhood. I'm the only girl playing and nobody feels like they have to guard me. Right. Nobody's got to, you know, you know push up, do whatever they got to do. And so I'd go out and I'd catch all these passes and about, you know, you know, just a, a couple of series of the game, they realized, you know, they had to, they had to guard me because I could catch a ball. And then Lamar running all the way down, lifted her up as if like she's the Lombardi trophy and she felt it. Um, one last thing before I move on from this, watching OBJ down there, I'm going to give you my way too early prediction. Oh boy. Way too early. <laughs> Off script here. Way too early prediction is OBJ will sign a second contract with the Ravens. Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay with that prediction. I thought you were giving me numbers. I'm like, why are you giving no. me numbers right now? <laughs> no, I'm not giving you numbers right now. No, he's going to sign. Okay. He and Lamar are just too good together. I mean, yeah. for OBJ to go down there, Zay, it's already like, okay, well, you're from South Florida, Andrew, rookie, whatever. OBJ is all over the place. I've seen him all over on social media with different stars. He's got so many things he can be doing. I love, I love that he was um, supporting his new quarterback. And and then Lamar had tweeted, by the way, he said, he tweeted out an appreciation to both Zay and OBJ. You know it meant a lot to him. I can't remember. I'm, perhaps there are other teammates that have been to one of these in the past. Like we said, this is his fifth annual. Um, but I don't remember somebody as star-studded, obviously, as OBJ, you know, going down there to support him. And so for, for Lamar to, like, tweet that, it just – it just this is exactly – Bobby, when we – and something bad could still ha- happen, but remember in our episode when the Ravens broke minicamp, it's like, holy crap, this is the time when people get in trouble. And maybe that could still happen. we still got a couple weeks left until training camp, and I really hope it doesn't – NFL-wide, Ravens, nothing – But, like, this is the content you want to see. You don't want to hear about guys going out and getting in trouble, all that kind of stuff. No, this is the content you want to see. Your QB1, your franchise quarterback, doing this with the youth and his two brand-new wide receivers down there helping him. And then they had worked out together leading up to this. This is exactly the type of content you want to see. What great news for the Ravens up to this point. Yeah. No, I don't think that's a far-fetched prediction whatsoever and you're right like obj is easily the biggest name that's ever been at this event i remember guys like willie sneed would show up you know past wide receivers of his because i think willie lives down in florida as well so it kind of made sense for him geographically um but this was you know for him for odell to come in from arizona or maybe he was even i don't even know where he's been like you said he's been at michael rubin's like 
July 4th whiteout party with literally A-list celebrity upon A-list celebrity. Tom Brady was there. Every single athlete that you can name, you know, in, in this generation was there. And, um, you know, top, top-notch A-list types of, of athletes. But anyway, yeah, I think that's, hey, we'll, we'll see if it comes to fruition. We know it's a one-year prove-it deal. We know that uh, right now, you know, they haven't played a snap of regular season football together yet, but the chemistry that they've already developed quickly um, yeah. in their short time as teammates clearly is is there. Yeah. Before we dive into topic two, just wanted to shout out two of our returning patrons who are supporting uh, both Sarah and I through the channel uh, and through Patreon this month, and that is Kurt Pfeiffer and Jamison Helfrick. We appreciate you both for believing in what we're building. And if you want to do the same, check out what we're offering by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. All right. So ESPN's Jamison Hensley put together a basically better, worse or the same top down roster wide for the 2023 Ravens comparing this year's squad. I know it's early uh, to last year's squad. And I know it's early, but that's kind of the the concept here. So we're going to break it down by position here. Right. Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, today we're going to do defense. Uh, Tomorrow we'll do offense. So Bobby, I'm going to I'm going to use some of Jameson's work here, but I'm not going to give you his opinion. I'm going to use his work cuz he has all the names lined up. We'll try to move through it, you know. We don't we don't need to dissect it too deep for each one. But um but I'll give you each position, the returners, the losses and the additions, and then you tell me if you think that it's the roster's now better, same or worse, okay? So we're going to start with the defensive line. Here's here's who's returning. Justin Matabike. Michael Pierce, who we didn't get to see a ton of, but Michael Pierce, he's now healthy. Broderick Washington, ascending guy. Travis Jones going into his second year. Brent Urban returns. And then Ray Shad Nichols. Okay, the loss, as we all know, and it's a big one, Calais Campbell. He's now with the Atlanta Falcons. Additions, Angelo, Angelo Blackson. He's the free agent pickup the Ravens got from the Bears. Okay, Kai Caesar and Trey Botts. Okay, so is it the same, better, or worse from last year's defensive line, do you think? Yeah, I wrestled back and forth with this one a little bit because I think when you think about what what Matt Abike can be, the flashes that he's shown that he can be, the fact that Michael Pierce was off to really a career year before he went down, um, just how sort of Broderick Washington has been developed over his years in Baltimore. And we know all the kind of potential that Travis Jones brings to this, to this team and, and the experience that Brent, uh, Brent Urban has in his second stint in Baltimore with all that in mind, I, I think I have to say for now worse. And I know Calais Campbell is aging. I know that um, he, he's not an every down kind of guy at this point in his career but I believe he recorded around five and a half sacks last year. His value off the field is second to none. It's unmatched. And I think what, what he brings to a team is everything you need from leadership on down to what he can do on the football field with his in ridiculously intimidating stature, length, fierceness, all of that. So for now, I'm, I'm going to go with worse, but I do feel optimistic about like we talked about in, in one of our recent mailbag episodes, where is this sack production going to come from? I think we kind of both agreed that it may be sort of a, a committee type of thing. It's going to come in bunches from a slew of different guys. Uh, I hope somebody emerges from the pack like a Matt Abike, 
Um, but I just, I, I'm not, I'm not sure quite yet. And I think Calais's loss uh, was a huge one in free agency. Obviously it needed to happen in order to become cap compliant at the time. Uh, but I'd imagine there's some folks in the front office that really are kicking themselves that he's in Atlanta. The vault is sponsored by Oakley express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I've been rocking the prism black polarized lenses this summer and I'm loving them so far. Oakley's changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run? Do you golf? Maybe you train or perhaps you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of the above is true, you got to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. And hey, since it's officially summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. So go visit oakley.com to find yourself a pair today. Oakley offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye, but don't just trust Sarah and I. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Yeah, it's it's too bad we couldn't get Lamar done before then. I agree, by the way. You know how we often say, hey, on paper it looks great. Yeah. On this, in this case, I think on paper it looks worse, to your point. That could change once these guys get on the field. Maybe Matt Abike will bust out. Maybe Broderick Washington will. Maybe Travis Jones will. But we don't know that until they're on their field. So on paper, I agree with you, it looks worse. Okay, inside linebacker. Returners. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison, Christian Welch, Delshawn Phillips, Josh Ross. All these guys are not going to be able to make the team. No losses. You've got a, an addition of Trent Simpson. So better, worse, or the same. Yeah, this, well, let's not even spend a ton of time here. Better, better, better. Trenton Simpson, the dog. I know he hasn't played a down yet, but he's built like an absolute ox. They're thrilled at the value that they got him in the third round. Um, SEC experience, not SEC experience, ACC experience, but big time football experience coming out of Clemson, right? And the fact that PQ, after somewhat of an uncertain offseason, being that the, the fifth year option was declined at the start of May, he's here. He took the high road. Um, he has too much pride to not show up to all the offseason activities. I'm excited what, uh, you know, in terms of what he's going to be able to do this year. We've already talked about how important of a year it is, being that it's a contract year for him. Oh, and by the way, they have the highest paid and arguably the best off-ball linebacker in all of football in Roquan Smith. So you're right. Not all those dudes are going to be able to make it. Uh, but this linebacker room is in tip-top shape and during 2023. <laughs> I'd say it's the strongest position on the roster, even ahead of quarterback, only because I think the depth is better at quarterback. And obviously, Roquan Smith is an all-pro type player. Lamar's an all-pro type player, but quarterback is more important. So... Uh, but I'd say through and through from top to bottom, this is the best position on the team right now. Okay, outside linebacker, the returners we have, Odafe Owe, 
David Ojabo, although it doesn't feel like he's returning. So, but he is a returner. David Ojabo, Tyus Bowser, Jeremiah Moon. The losses for now, signings can change this. The losses are Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul. Additions, rookie Tavius Robinson, Malik Ham, believe he's an undrafted guy, and Kelly Sanders also. So with the losses of Justin Houston and Jason Pierre-Paul and those other additions, better, worse, or the same. Yeah, so if, if Justin Houston ends up being a late summer signing, I would just say it's the same. But for now, I think I have to say it's worse because their leading sack getter is not on this roster from a year ago. So Just while under we can double digit sacks, by the way, 9.5. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as we said all throughout the season, he was sipping from the fountain of youth and it was awesome to see. You know, it really was. And it was contagious. And I think that he has tremendous respect from some of these young guys in that locker room. But the fact is, he's a free agent right now. He's available on the open market. And while you can compare some of these names to what we did in the first category in terms of like, okay, what kind of jump can Owe make in year three? Okay, Ajabo's hopefully fi finally healthy now. Bowser's now a year removed from the Achilles. Like a lot of optimism there, but not enough to actually say that this room got better. Not right now, in my opinion. Agreed. All right, cornerback. Marlon Humphrey, okay, returners, Marlon Humphrey, Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Kevon Seymour, Ardarius Washington. Losses, Dagger, Marcus Peters, <laughs> and Kyle Fuller. Additions, Rocky Sin, as we know, the big signing from Las Vegas Raiders. Trayvon Mullen from Dallas Cowboys, that is Lamar Jackson's cousin. Caillou Blue Kelly, the fifth round pick. Then some undrafted guys, Jeremy Lucian. Jordan Swan, Corey Mayfield Jr. Better, worse, or the same, Bobby? I think for now, I'm going to say the same because they still, to me, have a void that needs to be filled here, much like they did last year. And that's the questions. And hopefully these questions are answered. But for right now, I don't think they are. That's the questions after their top two cornerbacks. Now, you and I are on record for saying in one of our episodes last week, if I'm not mistaken, it was the mailbag, that we don't feel like CB3 is currently on this roster, or at least who will become CB3 for the 2023 season behind Marlon and Rock, assuming that Rock is going to be starting opposite him. So while there's a ton of guys underneath him that can absolutely, uh, underneath both of those guys that can make their case over the next couple of months at training camp, you know, leading into the season, I don't think any, any one guy specifically is jumping out at me I'm hoping that they sign Kyle Fuller. I'm just assuming at this point that, that Marcus is going to end up in Vegas based on some reporting. Uh, certainly, I think Jeff Zarebeck thinks so as well, although that, that the door hasn't closed yet in Baltimore. Um, and he could be that guy, Fuller, uh, in, in Baltimore. What, what about you? Yeah, I guess the same. I feel like they could be better if they went ahead and brought Peters back so that you have you know more depth or whatnot. But hey, just real quick, I saw some tweets because um, a Twitter account did pick up our opinions on um, yeah. us saying that we thought the number three corner. And I'd say week one because I still think uh, the reason why I don't think somebody had said like, well, I'm sorry, but is Pepe Williams still on this roster? Like, why isn't he number three? He very well could be. He's just been so injured. I guess my thing is, is like the Ravens uh, going into minicamp and all the OTAs, it was like, I think that the Ravens are going to make a decision based off of what they see from these young guys. Well, these young guys haven't been on the field. 
So um, I will put out there though, while, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, third round pick from, he's moving, he keeps going back from safety to cornerback. Um, Brandon Stevens. Brandon Stevens. I don't think it's set in stone that Brandon Stevens is fully going back to safety. So I do still think Brennan Stevens could come back and play that nickel role when needed. So yeah, right now, I guess we're going to say same only because I think Rocky Asin, maybe even slightly better because I think maybe a healthy Rocky Asin is better than the version of Marcus Peters we got last year, which was an injured Marcus Peters. So, I mean, if they were both healthy, it's Marcus Peters for me, but, uh, but maybe slightly better only because Marcus Peters wasn't playing to his full potential potential last year. All right. Safety returners, Marcus Williams, Kyle Hamilton, Brennan Stevens, Geno Stone, Daryl Worley. So a lot of familiar faces. Losses, as we know, Chuck Clark. Ugh, he's at the New York Jets, but he looks like he's out for the season with a knee. Uh, yeah. Best best to him. Additions, Jaquan Amos. I believe that is an undrafted guy. So better, worse, or the same? Yes. I mean, look, you know, Chuck, by the way, he definitely tore his ACL. So that does sideline him for all of this upcoming season, as we've talked about. And it's just such a bummer because he was the epitome of durable all throughout his career in Baltimore. And let's not forget, he didn't miss a defensive snap last year. He was not a splash guy. I know a lot of folks look back at him and, and they think, oh, well, he wasn't a highlight guy. Okay, he may not have been a highlight guy, but he was a communicator, he was a defensive leader, and he was somebody who constantly, constantly was just, I feel like at, at, at he knew everybody's assignment. He was almost like the quarterback of the defense. And in a sense, wearing the green dot, you are the quarterback of the defense. So for now, because that's a long-winded uh, answer to say, I think they got worse because they found a way for Chuck to play alongside all the talent that they already have littered all throughout their secondary uh, because of Kyle Hamilton's versatility. Perhaps they get better because now they can use Kyle even more so than they did. Um, and we know that Marcus Williams for a while was dealing with that dislocated wrist last season. So with that in mind, I get that. Uh, but for right now, because of how durable and reliable Chuck was, I'm going to go with worse. What about you? Uh, yeah, I think I think worse. I, I, it's basically the same group minus Chuck Clark. I don't see how you can say that's better. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think Kyle Hamilton isn't going to be amazing or whatever. But when you could have Chuck Clark, Kyle Hamilton, and Marcus Williams, like you can do more. So, uh, yeah, you, you lose them, it's worse. Do I think it's going to kill them? No, I'm excited to see what Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton can do together. And by the way, we're going to stick special teams in here, but there's no need to talk about it. It's the same guys, Justin Tucker, Jordan Stout, Long snapper, Nick Moore. I'm sure we both can agree that it's the same. It is the same. And I just wanted to plug once more our conversation with Nick. You can go check it yeah. out in the archives. He had some great stuff to say. Really interesting guy. One of your like do-it-all guys, like anything he's ever picked up, whether it's a game, whether it's a sport, whether it's a hobby, he's good at it. And I thought he's got some great insight just based on, you know, his last couple of years working with Justin Tucker. The fact that they routinely hit 75-yard field goals in practice is absurd. And I, I just found it to be insightful. So go check that out in the archives if you haven't already. And, and hopefully we can get a few more guests on uh, between now and the start of camp. All right, so last topic slash quick hit. Um, <laughs> this is crazy to me. 
So NFL stats, the and a Twitter account put out uh, the following. So they put out the most forced fumbles since 2018. Okay, what's not surprising because all of us here we know we know we call it the Marlin punch out, right? Um, most forced, but listen to the company he's with since 2018. TJ Watt leads the league. TJ Watt, pass rusher. Mm. Just absolute beast animal. 22. Chandler Jones, another pass rusher. Just a beast. 18. Shaq Leonard, 17. Khalil Mack, 16. Aaron Donald, 15. Hassan Reddick, 14. Marlon Humphrey, 13. <laughs> like, like all these dudes that are just beasts. I could have looked up their weight and height and all that, but I can promise you their biceps are probably as big as Lamar or is Marlon Humphrey's thighs. Maybe not. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but you get what I'm saying here. And it's just like these dudes that are like Aaron Donald, Hassan Reddick, all these huge dudes. And then also, and then Marlon Humphrey, that just goes to show you the physical cornerback that we have in Marlon Humphrey. And he just belongs in a Ravens defense. John Harbaugh loves his defenses and offenses to be physical that's who he wants these guys to be. Marlon Humphrey, to be on this list as a forced fumble guy is just insane. Good for him. No, literally, like one is not like the other. Yeah. And that's Marlon on this list. You know, no disrespect, but I'm talking about body size, like weight, you know, height, stature. Like one is not like the other. And the fact that Marlon's on that list just tells you how much of a, of a ball hawk he really was. I mean, I know everybody was thinking, hey, he was quiet last year. Yeah, I guess he was quiet in, in that department, but that shows you just how dominant he was prior to last season uh, going after you know football. So anyway, we want to continue to get as much feedback as we can with this new format that we're experimenting with, partner. So if you haven't already and you're just logging in or you, maybe you're just checking this out, uh, maybe you've been on vacation, you're, you're gearing up for you know, training camp and whatnot. We are experimenting with a new non-scripted or unscripted, if you will, um, format to our show. And we want to hear what you think about it. So hit us up as, as always uh, by email at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. We're always going to stick to, you know, sort of a, a quick hit kind of thing, right? Quick pace. Um, everything's clean and everything's compact, but we just kind of wanted to see how people would respond to this. And I know we're having a good time with it. So, yeah. Well, and this one today is, is going to, I don't know if we did so well explaining to, to, we went video for those videos from, from LJ. Hopefully for the audio crew, we were able to uh, describe it well enough. I think that I forgot to there at the end with the, with the, 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 the throw to, to the girl there at the end. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, so it'll be tough to judge in a, in a video like this where it was so, um, dependent on the video so we're going to try it for a couple weeks and and see what you all think for sure so as always we appreciate your feedback hit us up like i said at our email baltimore ravens vault at gmail.com you can find twitter or you can find twitter you can find sarah on twitter at sg ellison you can find me on there as well at bobby baltimore so uh you will next hear from us on tuesday morning with the ravens news you need to know for this monday morning vault edition I'm Bobby Trossett signing off for Sarah Ellison. Thanks for being with us here inside the vault.